ladies and gentlemen, this is Bright Crack, your weekly wedding podcast for great company, banter, and good times. Now let's crack on. Yvonne, hello again, and welcome back to Bright Crack. <laughs> hello there, James. Nice to see your smiley face. <laughs> oh, it's nice to see your smiling face. It's been a while, um, but it's great to have you back on the show. Well, thank you. It's It's been a couple of months since I've last spoken to you, but I've been busy and um, done a lot of traveling and things in between time. But yeah, I'm looking forward to my wedding season. So I'm back in harness, as it amazing, were. Amazing. Amazing. So like, um, not many people talk about this very often, but amongst the, the wedding celebrants that, that certainly we speak to on a regular basis, your name is whispered as a sort of a legend within the, within the wedding industry. Yvonne is, is a legendary celebrant. Everybody has such respect um, for you. And it's incredible to, to get this opportunity to actually talk about um, weddings and wedding celebrations um, with you today. But um, obviously, there's going to be some people who actually don't know who you are yet. So would you like to just introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about what you do and how you do it? Okay, well, I'm Yvonne. I'm Yvonne Beck. I'm a bilingual wedding celebrant. Um, in 2017, my husband and I moved to Berlin. And as part of my business um, development, I guess, I was looking to see whether I could still run my celebrancy business in two countries. And I have been able to do that. So by offering couples a celebrant service in England and Germany, it's meant that it's actually increased my reach and the kinds of clients and couples that I'm talking to. So I've been a celebrant since 2011. I did my training with Terry Shanks at the um, UK College of Celebrancy there. And I was a celebrant in England for, what, seven and a half years, um, doing weddings, uh, baby namings, vow renewals in so many different places. I think over 250 ceremonies now in terms of mm -hmm. the numbers of couples that I've married, as yep, it were. Wow. And um, it's it's been an amazing journey for me. And I hope that the couples that came along on that journey with me also find that, you know, and, and look back on their wedding ceremony as one of the most amazing days that they've ever experienced. Because I put everything that I have into helping them have a fantastic ceremony that represents them, that's authentic, that's meaningful, that's romantic. But even if they're not romantic as a couple, it has to be something that represents their personality. And that, for me, is the key um, for the work that I do, which is it's my priority is really basically to tell their story honestly and give them the feeling on their wedding day that this is something that's so totally unique and special to them. They're never going to, you know, stop smiling about it. Mm, it's, it's, it's totally true. I think a lot of... Um... A lot of people still don't realise that you can break out of the traditional norms of I've got to get married in church or I've got to go to a registry office um, or I mm. could have um, registrars. I think a lot of people are still kind of struggling with understanding, you know, the mechanics of it all. But I think once that conversation starts, it's actually really, really simple and straightforward. And the options that open up are, are phenomenal. Um, yeah. And Rachel and I are now coming up to our sixth wedding anniversary. 
Um, oh, and congratulations. Think, thank you. We were slightly <laughs> ahead of the curve at the time. I think because we worked in the wedding industry, we kind of could see everything yeah. that was going on. And so mm. we pushed a little bit at the time. And one of the things that really, really still sticks so clearly in my mind is the celebrant. And the whole day, oh. because it's it's sort of, they're there by your side, aren't they? When all the emotions are at the peak so I think it, yeah. it is so, it's such an incredible experience to be able to find somebody who is literally going to stand there with you during that amazing moment. And mm. um, it's such a personal thing that I think it's really, really important to do the research to find a wedding celebrant that really, really speaks to you and your values. And so one of the things that kind of really sticks out, as you mentioned, is you're a bilingual celebrant. Now... You've talked in the past about merging sort of cultures coming together and being able to create that really special moment in time for both families in two languages. Mm. So do you want to talk just a little bit about how that works and kind of like, you know, how does that work versus not having one in two languages? <laughs> well, a bilingual ceremony can be anything from, you know, just highlights of the story told in the different language. Um to nearly all of it being totally translated. So the ceremony in itself is obviously a lot longer because, you know, we're speaking in two languages. But the cultural differences are also being able to be um, included in terms of cultural traditions explained. And they might be new to the non other speaking person you know so a lot of my weddings are obviously English you know they're for American couples Canadian English mm -hmm. couples um, or couples who speak English predominantly and more of my more of my couples that are international now are looking for bilingualism or even trilingual you know they might I've um, created a wedding ceremony for a couple that actually wanted three languages but wow. they were happy enough to ask me to do the English and the German okay. but they also had Brazilian and um, Spanish um, friends and, and relatives from the other side from the groom side and what they did was was they put their own translations into an um, order of ceremonies so again there was um you know the, there were cultural chain you know it, it blending of the cultural um traditions and customs in the ceremony through the food that they chose through the wines that they chose at their reception um through the table settings the, the way in which you can create, um, I don't know, inclusivity is mm. just beautiful at a wedding because you don't just have to rely on the celebrant and the ceremony. You can use all these different um, colours, flag colours. For instance, one of my couples, he was Brazilian and she was English. And so even though it was an English wedding ceremony script, the colours that they chose for their flowers and their table arrangements and decor were based on the Brazilian flag. Mm. So, again, that made it for the family that came from Brazil to support him. That made it very warm and hospitable to, to them. As a bilingual celebrant, I tend to ask the couples what types of culture, customs, traditions would they like to incorporate and include and I have got an interesting one coming up very shortly this year, which um, where his background is Greek and um, Lebanese. 
And her background is um, Italian. So we are already now talking about what types of um, words we will use, what types mm. of um, tradition, traditional elements in a wedding we would use, and also what types of colours we might be, they might like to use in terms of their hand fasting cords because they also want a Celtic hand fasting in their ceremony. Um, so I think that what what a celebrant does tends to be asks questions or opens the discussion in terms of how much, you know, what is your background? Do you have any particular um, feelings about including those kind of cultural traditions or norms or creating a symbolic ceremony that includes those things for you anyway? Like colours. So, yeah. Like the mm -hmm. colours, um, like, um, for instance, the hand fasting colours, the cord colours can have any, you can have any colours and you can have any number of cords. You can have any number of family members come and wrap the cords around your wrists. You don't just need the celebrant to do it. It's, you wish to actually have more activity, you know, more inclusivity. And so I do ask my couples in terms of the both partners, you know, is there anything in their background or heritage? You know, I mean, some people say to me, because I'm a German celebrant, oh, what do the Germans do? You know, well, actually, the Germans are very um, conservative in lots of mm -hmm. ways. You know, they they don't tend to do, they, they like drinking alcohol. And so wine blending and beer blending ceremonies are great right, ideas. Popular, yeah. um, but the Bavarians go a whole step further and they will do the log sawing and, wow. um, you know, the kind of activity-based mm. um, symbolic ceremonies, which mean that you have to actually get, you know, roll your sleeves up and get your hands a little bit dirty. I um, love the idea of including all that heritage. It's fantastic, isn't it? It, make, it makes something so unique and, and special. Well, it does. And I find that couples today, you know, meet each other on so many different platforms, mm. ways. You know, the world is a small place now. It is. Um, with travel, so many of my couples have have gone through lots of different um, challenges to get together sometimes. But they have met in extraordinary circumstances as well, you know, not just at university or school anymore, but through traveling, through mm. um, volunteering abroad, through um, you know, just being part of something, a, a new project that they've taken um, taken time to be part of. And then they have the decision, where do we live? You know, what happens to us as a couple? Where do we go? You know, do they spend time apart? Yes, they often do through studying. Um, but the what that gives me is the richness of their relationship and the storytelling because we can talk about those elements those highlights in their lives you know how did they know they were meant to be together mm. you know what was it that made them realize that they wanted to be together and they would overcome those challenges um i like to ask lots of questions about my couples and make sure then that the ceremony really does reflect them and tells their story in a way that's unique. No love story is like any other. And and I know this from my own, you know, I've been in love a few times and not every story has had a happy ending. And sometimes you don't have that happy ending, but 
a lot of the times you do because you work through some of those challenges. Mm. And again, you know, I'm a romantic at heart and I'm an idealist and um, a very positive person. Um, I believe in the power of love. And so even though people can get cynical about marriage, um, about couple, you know, about being together with somebody for life, I, I know that when I'm standing in front of that couple and I'm looking in their eyes as they look into each other's eyes, that commitment is for life. At that moment, Absolutely. it really touches me. I think you're you're probably so close to it that you probably see it more than anybody else. That's probably, except for the couple, obviously, who are yes, looking at each other. Yes, yes. Um, it's, it's amazing, actually, the, the idea of, of cultures coming together. Because I, I remember we shot a wedding... Um, where the grooms, the groom and his family decided to uh, dress in their traditional Chinese um, outfits. And then the other side, the bride's family was from Pakistan. So they dressed in their traditional outfits. Oh, wow. And the color smash was absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. It was, the room was literally bursting with, with amazing <laughs> color and design. I've, I've personally never seen anything like it before. And no. you think, wow, it, just to see that such difference come together and become a yeah. whole and become oh. like a single thing. Absolutely. Oh, it, it really, really touched me. And, and um, it kind of, the whole day was like that. And the speeches were the same. And, yeah. and seeing those families welcome each other and try and, and yeah. you know, find a, a common ground and a unity. And it, oof. So you've got the best job in the world. <laughs> Basically, it's absolutely amazing. Um, oh, oh, yes, it was. And that reminds me of um, Julie and John's ceremony at Hampton Court House uh, last year, um, where Julie's got um, Indian um, background um, and John's Scottish. And they had an Indian ceremony on the Saturday and a Christian, well, my ceremony, celebrant ceremony, included religion. Okay. on the Sunday and because I only saw the guests the Indian part of the guests on the Sunday I was really taken aback when I saw Julie's father arriving in a kilt Wow! and he was he's this lovely Indian guy and I met them at the um, discussion you know I mean normally I meet couples on their own but if they want to bring family members to mm -hmm. talk about the wedding that's fine so Julie wanted her mum and dad to be included in the early discussions consultation we had and so I'd met her dad and he was absolutely adorable and so I said to him oh my goodness they've made you an honorary Scot for the day and he said yes and he was swishing his kilt oh, around amazing. <laughs> it was brilliant so all the Indian um side of her family the males were wearing John's tartan which mm. I thought again was just perfect in terms of showing that unity between the families mm. and they absolutely adored it you know all the guys absolutely adored having their kilts on and I don't think they wanted to take them off no <laughs> them back. Um, but it was <clears throat> it was one of those days when you just felt the warmth and the love between those two I mean very different cultures Scottish mm. and Indian I think personally I'm yeah, not yeah. a historian but um I found that really really lovely and touching that's cool um let's dig in just for a minute about this trend of um ceremonies where the bride and groom don't have any hand 
in writing the words or even hearing the words <laughs> or knowing what the words are going to be. Surprise! I know. <laughs> so, yeah, tell Surprise. us a little bit about this. Well, that's something that's just been creeping up slowly to me. I mean, um, I do quite a few wedding, what I call small weddings, micro weddings, intimate weddings and elopements. And they're often here in Germany and they are um, Canadian American couples who are taking a very small group of people with them. They have often been together for four or five years or more. And so they don't necessarily need me to reflect the story back to them okay. because they know their own story. But what they are looking for is an element of something new and something a little bit more exciting. So um, I say to them, look, you know, I can write you the ceremony based on your background, your relationship, what you love about each other, your personalities. But do you want to see it all before I do it on the day? And they said, oh, well, um, not necessarily. No, because we know our story. We know our proposal highlights and we know what we want in terms of marriage. And we're telling you. So, yes, if you want to go off and write something completely separately, then um, we're quite happy to trust you to mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. And I have done that a couple of times. And it has been lovely to watch the expressions on their faces because when I'm in Germany, I actually speak German as part of the ceremony. And that's one of the surprises anyway. I translate the German words around marriage or, you know, um, German literature, German poets that have spoken about romance or marriage or commitment or relationships. There are some, you know, well-known philosophical people mm -hmm. and, and writers and stuff. And their words I will put into the ceremony if they're appropriate. And then I'll also translate them simultaneously. So the poor couple aren't just sitting there hearing German for the first time and thinking, I don't know what that means. Right, <laughs> yes, yeah. They will actually then get the explanation and it sits with their whole story so it's 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 um, phrases and words about marriage that I will include for the first time that they've never heard before um, right all the way up to never hearing any of the script and so nowadays um, I'm finding that couples are getting more adventurous mm -hmm. in terms of where they're having their weddings and where they're holding them they and really who's are. coming. <laughs> and they're yep. also getting more adventurous and trusting a celebrant. I mean, I can work with them from anything from three months to two years, you know. Yep. So depending on, you know, we never want a ceremony script to be overworked mm, or to feel jaded. <laughs> um, so even if they only ever get to see it the once, and then they leave it to me to fine tune it and to hone it and to add those extra elements, like, for instance, um, the German um, toasts at the end or, you know, a small ceremony um, or the phrases about marriage. Then that's fine. You know, they'll leave that to me. But now I'm starting to ask them more often in terms of, you know, do you want to, to be able to see the whole ceremony and work with me on it? Or do you want to give me off. that? Mm. Yeah, just give me that opportunity to give you something that's totally unique and um, 
you'll never see. And then I give them the presentation of their, of their script anyway on the day so they can read through it and afterwards and then they get it as an e-copy as well so they can share it with other people who, who aren't there. Um, many of my couples in, in the German side of my work are very happy to do that because it's very much like the German celebrants themselves. They we have um, in Germany the church is not able to legalize marriage. Okay. So the couples who want to get married all have to go to the town hall. All right. have to yeah. go to. So it's a bit uh, like France. You know, it's like Europe. It's all mm. through Europe actually. Right. So no no church wedding is legal in Europe. Um, it, you. So again, when couples are not that religious, they have what they call a free wedding, um, which is a celebrant-led wedding. And those celebrants, those German celebrants, tend to do something um, which is very similar to what I've been describing, which is talking to the family and friends of the couple, talking to the couple, but then creating a celebrant-led ceremony that the couple have never seen or heard before. I'm and they were I'm here... I'm a bit yeah, older now, and I really dig this idea. I think if I was planning my wedding now, I would be far less afraid of that option. And I would actually be for it. Um, yeah. Because I think after a time, like you say, especially when you've been together a while, you are looking yeah. for something new. You are looking for something a bit exciting. Um, and I also love the fact that you mentioned the, the German poetry because my grandparents were huge fans of france they um they spent all their holidays there loved absolutely loved it the culture the people and so we wanted to introduce something about france into our wedding um and we searched and searched and searched and searched and in the end we watched a a japanese studio ghibli film called arietti which is based on the borrowers and there was a song on there that we really loved because it sounded kind of Celtic. So it was a bit Scottish sounding. So I thought, fantastic song for the ceremony, for when we're signing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's use it. And then I bought the CD and I found a special edition of the CD. Now, the, the, the girl that sang the song is actually French. Her band is French. And so the CD came as English, Japanese yeah. and French. Oh. And so we were like, we can use the French wow. version of that song. To put some, you know, to put that, and I think nobody could understand the words, but they felt the felt the feeling. Yeah. And I think that when yes. you mentioned the poetry, I was thinking, I, I I love to hear like poetry in other languages because you can hear the cadence and the, yes. you know, the meaning comes through even though the words aren't clear. It's just exactly. a little bit of magic there, I think. It is. It is. And of course, with couples who are international, you know, I do ask if they'd like to have a reading by, you know, um, in a different language. And they kind of go, oh, can we do that? And yes, of course they can. You know, and I have had couples who've had friends speak, you know, in their own language. And then we've not translated it because you don't. You know, we all know it's going to be about love and it's about marriage and it's about the journey you take together. But, it, you know, we don't understand everything. Um, it could we become can a still talking get point. The, yes, it's, it's exactly. Um, and I always think, you know, when it comes to the vows as well, it's so sweet. You know, my English-German couples um, recently, they have been saying their vows in the opposite language. Mm. So they've been creating their own vows nice. in a totally different language and they're saying them in front of their family and friends. And it's it's absolutely adorable to watch that because 
nobody can speak the opposite language perfectly, can they? And, no, unless they were totally that's their fluently. native yeah. language. My German is still spoken with a little bit of a Yorkshire accent, apparently. Even though I pride myself on saying, you know, so my like, mum was German. Hey, hey up, das ist geil. <laughs> Something along Ex- those lines. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, so it is absolutely adorable to hear the this lovely person speaking in a language they're not so familiar with um but giving those words such meaning you know and such heartfelt meaning so yes i mean the traditions are changing but i think the attitude is changing too and the openness that my couples are finding you know with they're giving me more and they're expecting more but they're getting much more as well because they'll be getting that totally unique feeling with a ceremony that mm. they've only heard for the first time um my australian couple who came from brisbane to bavaria to see the snow for the very first time in their young lives in december i'm getting goosebumps thinking about them now because mm. scott and maddie were just absolutely adorable. And they said to me, Yvonne, we don't want to know what you're going to say, but we'll repeat the vows after you, uh, whatever vows you put in. Right. You know, the exchange of rings kind of vows. But we want to say our own vows to each other. You know, we want to keep them as a surprise as well. So the whole ceremony on this beautiful frozen lake, you know, in the mountainous area of Bavaria I mean it's just mm-hmm. magical snow mm-hmm. everywhere they've never seen snow ever in their lives before it's the kind of thing I would dig so Brisbane. much right up my yeah. street is that I know so they you know they had a completely special day and they allowed me to bring that day and like I said to them you know I hope you know in this place of of you know ancient memories and atmosphere and such great beauty you you are as enchanted by each other again and will remain enchanted by each other for the rest of your lives awesome the power of words the power of words (laughs) (laughs) Yvonne so um have you brought us a little inspiration something that inspires you um that you can Um, share with our with our brides and grooms (laughs) Oh, well, in terms of, you know, what I'm inspired by, I found it very hard because I'm inspired more by weddings and romance and telling stories than I am by anything else. You know, so when it comes down to um, what else do I do, my husband will tell you I don't do anything other than talk about weddings. Weddings. It's good to be focused. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, it's true. You know, I have to sort of try and spend time doing other things. But my, you know, I think the film that always spoke to me, which still does and is something that I'm always in, you know, happily to to watch again. It's a Tom Hanks film, Mm -hmm. you know, Sleepless in Seattle. Right. And that's a film that always inspires me in terms of the power of love Mm. and the power of love between a family, between a man and his son between a woman and someone she's never met and the way in which, you know, you can overcome these huge obstacles, you know, through life. You know, people saying, no, you shouldn't be doing this. No, you shouldn't be going on the radio. This young boy goes on the radio to say how his father needs to find someone else because he's still so sad, you know, about the the death of his wife. And I think, yeah, you know, the power of love, it can regenerate you and it can 
help you to heal and you need to be open to it. So for me, Sleepless in Seattle has got on so many different levels messages about love. Brilliant, brilliant. And that's really what inspires me, you know, the fact that love is something that can overcome so many different. It's not always enough, but it sometimes can be exactly where you need to start from. And if you start with love, then hopefully you'll end with that. And I know that when I was doing funerals in the UK, which I don't do anymore in Germany, okay. it's a different system, system over here. But I know when I stood in front of all those mourners and was telling the story about the person who'd passed, all I felt was love. Mm. And it helped me to realize that that even that love, we, we can still access it, even though that person's left us behind. We can still access it and use it and feel it. And I felt it quite often in the room. And I used to think, gosh, this is amazing. You know, this isn't about death. This is about just going through the journey. Yes, the celebration of life. Yeah. It's yeah. just before, because we're quickly running out of time here, but just before closing, I just want to say that um, what, you've, what you've described there actually is the process that, that Rachel and I have kind of gone through in that um, last year I spoke to a photographer in Scotland who basically hit me with a, a baseball bat, um, you know, not literally, but yeah. but said you've got to get your memories front and center into your life. Cause I was saying, Oh, you know, we have our slideshows and we get them out every year. We enjoy those and watch our video. And he said, yeah, but, but get your wedding into your, into your living space, get, get it up on the wall. And I was like, yeah, Oh, you're right. You're right. And so <laughs> that, that year we had um, some big prints printed from our wedding and mm -hmm. just those still images, you can feel, you, you are re-energized by the love that you felt in the moment. Your family, yes. we've had, we have a group shot and we have one of Rachel and, and myself. And yeah. those two moments, both of them, you know, the strength of our family supporting us and just us as a couple, um, yeah. you know, and the strength that we draw from each other and, and how we yeah. power through life and all that stuff. It just, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is. It is. And I always say, you know, do hire somebody great to take those images on the day yeah. because I mean, I love it when couples send me a few images through, but I also love to see all of their images because I'm not there for any longer than, mm, you know, course. the ceremony and the a quick toast and I don't see the rest of it. So, but I absolutely adore seeing the rest of it because I just see how much love and happiness there is and how much joy, you know, and, yeah, sometimes you have to remember that as well. As you go through some of the days that come, you know, in the years ahead, you you just have to look back and get those memories out there to remind you that, you know, this was what it was all about. Absolutely. And so that's why we give it our all. That's why we give yeah. it our all. That's why they're so important. That's why weddings are, are such a monumental time in our lives. They are. They are. Because after that comes maybe the um, baby naming, if you've prepared to do, you know to go through that I mean I don't do very many of those but they are absolutely amazing to do um just to see so many children you know and that energy and that just those smiles is just amazing and then vow renewal perhaps you know mm -hmm. my husband's saying nope he's not going through this again because he's already had one wedding so he's not looking at I'm saying oh you know what about a vow renewal in about 10 years? You know, <laughs> things, things change, things change. Yeah, Time we'll alters see, people. We'll see. Yeah. But um, yeah, after that comes the celebration of life, you know, which 
again, you know, it's a really important part that people need to um, need to be aware of that we as celebrants really do love helping people to um, share their memories, share their emotions and to gather those loved ones around them as well and to keep them there. Excellent. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, Yvonne, um, it's been absolutely phenomenal getting the chance to speak to you again today. Um, you, such James. a pleasure. So much, so much like heart always comes out of our conversations. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can't get enough. Um, so thank you thank so you. much for sparing the time. That was really, really generous. You're you? very welcome. Brilliant. Very and welcome. I hope, um, you know, we get the chance to do this again fairly soon. So do I. Excellent. All right. Cheers, Yvonne. Speak to you soon. Bye for now. Okay. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye.